Shalom, everyone. Welcome to the Voice of My Beloved podcast. This is Aaron Hood, and I have with me today Braden, back a world traveler. Welcome back, Ben Sion, Braden Waller. It's good to be back. You know, I was just wondering why you didn't join me with that singing there. Just like, you should join in me sometime. That's that would make it more interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> Probably make it sound better too. <laughs> so it's good. We're blessed uh, to be here with you today. Uh, just. Got uh, Brayden's going to debrief kind of on, on his trip a little bit and uh, just dive into a little bit what he feels like the pulse of uh, the body is on his trip. And uh, then we're going to dive into a little bit of my notes, probably the first part of uh, God's timing. You know, it's uh, something we're always trying to find. You know, we, we talk about God's will a lot, but um, as I was digging through scripture and uh, was looking into this topic, I found uh, that God's timing is a, a real factor in, in how we accomplish God's will. So we'll get into that a little bit, uh, and then I'll probably finish that up next week. But real quickly, before we go too much further, I wanted to mention again the Yet a Little While CD. Um, make sure that you try and grab that, look for that uh, website, and uh, the Psalm of Ascent book, all that's on there. I have patience with us. We're hoping to, over the next couple months, uh, be getting the store uh, revamped, where it's a little bit easier for us to get stuff to you, and uh, pricing and all that taken care of. So um, have an ear out for that. We'll, we'll keep you updated as we move along so that you can get a hold of those things, uh, more easily and effectively. Yeah. And just throw out there, Psalms of Ascent book is available on the High Vell website as well. Right. A little easier format right yeah, now. Yeah. H-A-Y-O-V-E-L. If you want the Psalm of Ascent book, that's Braden going through the Psalms of Ascent 120 through 132. 134. Ah, oh, man. 134. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, Braden's thoughts on it and we've gone through and, and done, uh, uh, series on the Psalms of Ascent, just really rich. It's a great book. So if you would like that, you can get a hold of that on the Hyavel website and uh, our website, hopefully over the next couple of months. Um, also, Harpin Farm, is it's coming it's coming down to the wire. We really need, uh, if you're interested and you uh, think that you um, could benefit from that, it's going to be uh, starting April 1st, and uh, we need to get some, uh, we need to be praying it in, praying in if you, if you feel like the Lord's heart to lead you 18 through 30, Young women, young men, uh, come and uh, be with us as we uh, learn uh, agriculture, market gardening, and um, music, and and uh, a lot of great stuff uh, planned for that. So, again, starting April first, uh, our next event is men's prayer and fasting. Gotta get a big woo prayer and fasting. Everyone <laughs> loves prayer and fasting. Um, February second, third, and fourth. It's starting the night of the first, which is a Thursday. Um, we really, we're looking right now, I think we're having about, we have 11 or 12, 15 guys that are registered. We're hoping that's going to increase, you know, over this next week as people, um, get closer to the deadline or, or gets closer to it. We would love for people to come if uh, you are considering it and, uh, if you can make it then, uh, yeah, register on the website there. That way we've got, uh, enough housing for everyone. And, uh, then we'll be having a breaking fast meal on Sunday night. I want to make sure we've got enough for everybody. So that's a free event, men's prayer and fasting, February 2nd, 3rd and 4th. Okay. All right. So Braden's back. The tour was a concert tour. You were all the way down in Florida. Tell us a little bit about your travel. Yeah, it was good. Uh, just good to be on the road with the family. I feel like the family is the message pretty much at this point. You know, <laughs> last time we went on a big tour was about five years ago. And 
it was good, uh, but it was just, you know, mainly Tally and I sharing our story, which has been good. You know, we share our, our, our testimony about how God brought us together, how we did betrothal and try to connect that to the covenant relationship that we have with Yeshua and just really try to kind of put a picture that that's been a lot of what we, we try to do in the early days of our ministry is just try to help people visualize that this relationship that we have with our creator is a covenant relationship. That's the marriage picture is so deep. It's so rich when we kind of compare the two. And uh, so that was the beginning days, but this trip was more about, I feel like going out as a family mm. and ministering through music. So we have a little more of a music emphasis at this point, yells on the cello. It's funny. is just knocking out. He gets a lot of attention with it on the box drum because he's, <laughs> he just loves that banging on that thing. He's pretty good at it. Yeah. But it's, it's been really good. And what was on my heart a lot this trip was just encouragement, going and encouraging people. You know, Paul says, desire to prophesy. Mm. You should all desire, of all the gifts, desire to prophesy, which I believe is really boils down to encouragement. Mm. And just, I remember dad telling me growing up, you could change the world, you know, and just yeah. like, just someone telling you that, you go, kind of like, me? Change the world? You know, you have these biblical characters, you know, I think of Gideon, oh, mighty man of God, you know, <laughs> something like that. He's, he's hiding, yeah. you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, mighty man of God. And sometimes we just need to be awakened to realize I, I can do something. Yeah. I can make an impact in this world. And I, I appreciate dad saying that growing up because I, I would, I think in some ways, especially in certain seasons of my life, really fell in that Gideon category of yeah. like, I have these struggles, you know, anxieties, fears, you know, and, but just having somebody come along and say, you can make a difference. Mm is sometimes all it takes. Yeah. I'm thinking about Moses. You know, he's a, he, Lord's coming and say, I want you to deliver my people. <laughs> right, like, right. You can just imagine like, me? <laughs> Lord? Yeah, you know, like, right. and uh, just so many other characters in the Bible, the Lord placed a calling on that they were hesitant to receive it. And I think that's a really refreshing that the Lord, yeah. you know, he, uh, he has lots of people probably that feel like they're qualified, but he has that one person that's actually the one, David, even for instance, you know, right. was uh, brought last uh, as to receive the anointing oil to be king because he was the youngest among his brethren. And so there's a, the encouragement really is speaking the word of God, right? So you're talking about prophecy coming down to encouraging. Right. It, it's just speaking over someone, God's prophetic destiny, or just encouraging what God's word says about them. Uh, right. Your victorious declarations that you've put a lot of scriptures um, together right. on, and we've passed those out at the jail and we just have read those in our fellowship from time to time. And mm -hmm. it's just declarations, you know, I am a child of God, you know, uh, right. a green olive tree planted in the house of the Lord. There's, there's different things that we're declaring the truth and that's encouraging. Right. And so that's the spirit of prophecy. Yeah. And so I, because a lot of the songs are actual scriptures, it's like, you know, speaking the scriptures over people and just really praying that they will take root. The seed of God's word would take root in their lives and bear fruit. And I believe that, uh, that, that was something that we, we, we were able to do. And I'm, mm. I'm thankful for the opportunity. And I was thinking it also, as we're on the road, just the opposite, I feel like the opposite of prophecy mm. is complaining against each other. Mm. You know, James, one of the songs we were singing on the road was do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Mm. And I think, you know, on a chart, you know, you could have prophecy on one side, building up people, mm -hmm. you know, encouraging people to walk in their calling on the other side. The opposite of that would be complaining and tearing down people. Mm. And so I just, I, I, on the road, my, my heart was just to encourage people, you know, let's be, uh, let's, let's pursue the call that God has in our lives. And it's not that we can't be honest with each other and talk about, you know, hard things. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we should desire to prophesy, mm. you know, as Moses even said, right. I, I would that all the, all the people were prophets, right? Mm, right. <laughs> that we'd have that prophetic 
strength and, and I and I'm asking God, God, fill me with that. Because mm. I need I, I see I feel the resistance. Right. Right. I feel the battle for my own heart, right? Just God help me to be prophetic in my perspective that I can see beyond the resistance, mm. see beyond the opposition and, and, and really even look beyond myself right. to encourage my brother and sister. Mm. And I think that's where we're gonna see so that that's that was some of the things that I was percolating on on the trip and just really asking God, help me to do this in every place that we're at, help me to be an encouragement that people would walk in their calling, walk in their giftings. Right. You had lots of time to percolate and you had lots of driving, right? You had some pretty long right. drives. Right. Percolate. I like that word. Um, I yeah. was thinking about, you know, the idea of, um, you know, the, when you have a, um, a discussion, like we're talking about encouraging or edifying, right? Right. And, and how the opposite of that is to tear people down or just to speak harshly or to, to make light of, and uh, that's something that's been really important to me is because I've worked with a couple different ministries and and felt like there was a certain aspect that 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 ministry had in each one. And you, when you get in the middle of a ministry, you can you can you're trying to promote that ministry and there's a it's heavy on your heart. And, and how do you not be you know one or the other or encourage the other one in what they're doing? And I think that's super. Uh, the the answer is being able to understand that you have a calling. And that that person also, uh, Paul says, you know, I magnify my ministry and that we should encourage one another to fulfill God's purpose for that person. You know what I'm saying? Right. We shouldn't try to make light of another ministry or make light of someone else's um, endeavors. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that even goes down to an argument. You know, if your purpose in, uh, let's say, a doctrinal conversation is to prove yourself right, then you're not coming from the right perspective. Right. If it's to win the other person over to what you feel like is a right perspective uh, for their betterment, that would probably be a, a proper perspective that you're trying to bring them along to something that you feel like would give them life. And it's because out of a place of caring rather than demonizing or putting that person down, right. it's a, a totally different outcome. And uh, Mr. Waller, Mr. Tommy, I'm just uh, it's kind of a, a little bit of a testimony. Mr. Tommy, uh, he just has, has a way of presenting things that's uh, great for football or, or for athletes, you know, and they, they, they feel like um, he kind of gets uh, a little bit in their face, you know, and he says controversial things. And and um, so certain people love that, you know, and they'll connect that. But a lot of people are kind of like, oh, that's, a, that's a little aggressive, you know. <laughs> and my dad always joked about how if it had been just for uh, Mr. Tommy, he probably never would have um, gotten into the Messianic or Shabbat or those, uh, those kind of things. But it was another brother um, that was a part of the fellowship that had the the presentation. And um, so I'm saying strengths and weaknesses. I'm not saying that in any way to say, to, to negligate, negligate, uh, to minimize <laughs> right. um, the, the, the need for both, because there is a real sleeping church. There's a sleeping church that needs oh, yeah. to be awakened and needs that hard message. <clears throat> um, but it needs to be coupled together. That's the, some, that's something that Brady and I have always, we always go back and forth. We're always trying to find that middle ground of how we can have righteousness and truth, or was it justice and peace, or righteousness and peace? What is it? Yeah, mercy and truth. Mercy and truth have kissed. Is what it yeah. talks about. We, we've done some um, uh, podcasts on that before about how we can um, find that place to to see the value in each one and not feel like we're um, because we don't have the one versus the other. Um, it's strengthening and undergirding people in their callings, in their callings, mm -hmm. and, and encouraging them to find that calling. And that's kind of a great segue uh, into what is the knowledge of his will? You know, what, what are we, um, how do we know what is the knowledge of his will? And uh, that's something that we've all talked about. We know uh, there's a couple 
uh, scriptures we talk about, you know, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's many verses that talk about, Lord, I just want to know your will. You know, what is your will for me? And um, while Brayden was gone, I was, I was doing some teaching and getting ready for our little fellowship here, and I was going through, and I came across Ecclesiastes. You know, we know that verse in uh, chapter 3 says, it's a time to born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up what is planted. And I began, <clears throat> excuse me, to uh, just go from so a couple of verses here um, and, and see all the verses that refer to time, uh, the timing. And so I've got one here in Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. It says, And so for the day, from the day that we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual and wisdom, spiritual wisdom and understanding. Okay, so that's the, the knowledge of his will. Acts uh, 22, I believe, is another scripture talking about uh, his will, Acts twenty two fourteen, says, um, let me find it. And he said, the God of our fathers appointed you to know his will, to see the righteous one and to hear a voice from his mouth. Okay. And then uh, we've got Matthew 6 here also talking about, I think that's, uh, yeah, the Lord's prayer there. Your will be done, right? And so that part, I think, is something that we were familiar with. But what I began to understand as I was looking through and, and Moses, you know, we re- referenced him just a little little bit ago about how it, we know it was God's will for him to lead the people of Israel out. And we know that he tried to do that in his own power, right? Mm-hmm. When he uh, he slew the Egyptian um, taskmaster, the, uh, yeah, and he was being the Hebrew man. And it says Moses looked that way, you know, this way and that way. And when he saw he, he, he killed the Egyptian, hit his body in the sand. And then we know how he fled to the wilderness because he was exposed and when he went to the next day, he went to his um, brethren, the Hebrews, who they were fighting amongst themselves. And he says, well, you know, why did you do your brother wrong? And he said, who made you a ruler? And a, he flees for his life, right? Right. We, we know that was God's will because he eventually did do it. But the Lord's timing mm-hmm. was different. And the, and the timing was in such a way that when God came to him, he had been in the desert. He had a lot of time to think. And he came out as a shepherd. You know, who knows what? kind of work God had done in Moses's heart over that time. You know, he had a family, he was married, you know, just a totally different season in life. Um, we also have Abraham. Um, he goes and, and God says, he goes to the land and God says, I'm going to give you this land and your descendants are going to be like the stars of the heaven. And Abraham's like, okay, uh, he, he believes. We know that he believes God. And then um, Sarah is like, okay, well, we're going to have to do something to kind of help this along, you know? So then we have Hagar and Ishmael and God says, no, this is not uh, the one whom your seed will come through. It's going to be right. your son, Isaac, right? And so God's plan, God's timing was later on, right? And, and so many times we get caught up. Um, even um, Isaac is a great example. So Isaac's born. He gets married. And he also gets this promise from God. He says, hey, I'm going to make your seed descendants. They're going to fill the earth like the sand of the sea. And it took 20 years before Isaac and Rebecca had twins, their only two children. And so like, I was, was just thinking over these things that like God brought them into the land. He, they traveled all, you know, they only Isaac was the only one who never really left the land. Right. And, and even that he, he was somewhat profitable. We know he was rich, but he never like really inherited the entire land. Abraham definitely didn't. He bought some Mm -hmm. Jacob, he leaves Egypt, you know, he leaves the land of Israel and goes down to Egypt and he never comes back in the time that he's alive. And so the timing of God is critical, even for the, the Jewish people or the Israelites when they came out of Egypt, right? They didn't go directly to the, they traveled through the wilderness and God was working in them. And then 
his timing was to try and bring them in, but their hearts weren't ready, right? So then they, they wandered in the wilderness. And so as I was thinking about my, my own life and how many times, you know, my dad, you know, he was such a great example and influence in my life, how he was never someone to, to hesitate if he felt like, um, well, he, in some cases, yes. In some cases, no. You know, we all want to be that that person, you know, that uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman song that says, I'm diving in. You know, I'm going deep. You know, we want to be uh, dogmatic and, you know, attack mode, you know, and go up, the chin, chin up, charge a mountain, you know, <laughs> get something done for God. Right. Um, but God's like, just not yet. Like, are we, are we going to be okay uh, to know God's will? And, and there's times, and this kind of goes both ways, there's, there's times when he says, wait on the Lord, and then... There's times when he says, go now, and we hesitate. And it's so critical that we we operate in the timing of God. And so, um, first of all, knowing his will, his will for your life, and some of that is in Scripture. Uh, I use the illustration of proclaiming the gospel, being a preacher of the good news. Every single Christian is called to do that, in my opinion. In my, my faith, is I believe that every single person has the testimony of Jesus Christ, or Yeshua Messiah, in their life. It's your job to talk about that. That is a that's a given that that that's an anointing that comes upon you. It's different than the giftings of well, evangelist, preacher, teacher. I think all of us have a testimony about what Christ has done for us, and we are required uh, to give voice to that. So that in that capacity, we know that that is God's will. Um, but the timing, uh, the timing uh, may not be right. You know, to to minister or to to share that with the friends that you have, or you know. Um, I've been doing a lot of ministry with guys that are in drugs and I would tell them that the timing is not right for them to do that uh, as soon as they're new, new babes in Christ, you know, um, to try and hang out with their friends and minister to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I would encourage them to get rooted and grounded, you know, in the faith, um, find new friends, you know, a new life uh, that they can build. And then, uh, when they've been, uh, in, in the faith for a while, uh, then to return, you know, and they've got uh, a good solid base, um, uh, for accountability. And so the, again, the, the timing of God has, there's two ways that we can miss it. We can, we can jump ahead like Abraham, or we can hesitate, um, as in Saul or David, you know, when God said, Hey, I'm going to make or Saul's case. He says, I want to, he prophesied he's anointed. And then he's hiding behind the baggage, you know, just kind of like he's hiding behind the baggage. He's not ready to kind of step into this position. Um, I feel like sometimes that can come across as uh, false humility. And e- even Moses, you know, I think he was honestly scared to death. I mean, he's like, Lord, I tried that. You know, <laughs> I tried it. I, I killed the Egyptian, you know, and, and they wouldn't accept me. How are they going to accept me now? I, I think you've got the wrong guy. Um, but God persisted. And he says, no, now, now is my time. Now is my time. I have chosen. And, I, and a part of me says that, you know, it's important to know um, when you're, talking about God and time that God does not dwell or does not operate in the sphere of time. Mm-hmm. He has, he has no grid for, he has all the time in the world. It's not something that he operates inside of. We operate inside of it. And it's something that consumes every bit of our day. Am I on time? Am I late? Is it, you know, is, can I do this? Can I do that? Do I have enough time? Time is money. Da 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 You know, only got so much time. Mm-hmm. Um, and God's just sitting up there and he's like, what, what's your hurry? <laughs> You know, he has, he has the answers and they're available to us now. And uh, as while there's yet breath in us, you know, he, he's not, he's not worried. And yet he has moments, right? Well, when, when it came time for the Christ to be born, that was massive. I mean, that time, because we know that, uh, to a certain degree that only the father knows the time. 
Right? He's holding the time in his hands, and, and Christ will come. He who is coming will come, and he will not tarry, but only the Father knows. Right? We know that Yeshua is talking to his disciples. Is it now? Are you going to restore the kingdom now? And he says, God knows the time. It's the Father's knowledge. He knows the time. And so as we're going through here, you have any thoughts you know, through that? Not in particular, but I think else? it's I think it's uh, yeah important. You know, as I, a lot of our listeners out there are young people, and I can just remember being a young person and wanting more. I yeah. think you know, wanting to see more, wanting to see the power of God, and I think uh, it's good. It's yeah. good to desire more. Uh, but just to at this season of my life, I'm I'm realizing the value of patience, mm. and yes, I want to continue to seek. Mm. You know, we we never stop seeking. Never stop. We keep seeking the will of the Father. But sometimes we just have to wait on his timing, mm. like you know, you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I, so when I was sharing this, you know, I was talking about, you know, um, getting married and, you know, my personality is to kind of just like start running into walls and I'll eventually break through a window, I'll find a door, I'll find an opening. That's kind of my personality, you know. Right. <laughs> it's like uh-huh. a, a pinball machine mentality, that's how I call it, a way of living where you're just bouncing off all this stuff and you eventually go somewhere and you say, oh, that must have been the will of God because that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I think um, that... There can be, I'm not going to say that's a positive trait right out. Um, I think that, that that's necessary for us sometimes to, to feel, whether the, but the Lord will open the door and he'll, he'll guide us through it. You know, there's, in a sheepfold, from what I understand, there's only one door. There's one door and the master sits in it. Christ sits in that door and he allows the sheep to come in. That's why he says, you know, anybody comes over the, you know, the walls, a thief and a liar. And uh, he has the door. And uh, so we... He will make the way for us if we are. Isaac prayed twenty. I mean, I just when I when I found that out that after Isaac and Rebecca got married, that she was barren for twenty years, and it says that Isaac prayed for her. I was just the. I mean, I I couldn't quite understand why that was. You know, we it's outside of our realm of uh, understanding. Sometimes it's outside of our understanding to know the Lord's timing, all the things that He's lining up. But that's where the trust. Right. The trust comes in and the patience. And so, yeah, so for all of our young listeners and older, you know, listeners, you know, you're, you're anticipating, you feel like there's a purpose on your life. Wait on, you know, on God and, and keep pressing into him to know. And, and he, when he opens that door, it's like when something was made to do something and it does it brilliantly, right. it's like you are in awe. It's like a, a certain tool that does something perfect. It was designed, built, and functions for that one purpose. There's a little bit of a guy in me coming out talking about tools and purposes. But um, just bear with me. The metaphor is that when the Lord lines everything up, it's it's like there's no resistance. Right. Little to no resistance. And um, and also to know that if you feel resistance, um, it doesn't mean it wasn't God's will. just might not have been the time. Um, we also have... I mentioned Saul, right? He, his timing uh, was, he hesitated. David and uh, Yeshua, I think, are the only ones that we see that had God's perfect timing. That David, he came in and multiple times he was given the opportunity to slay his adversary, Saul. Multiple times he had already been anointed. God's will was that he would be the king of Israel. He knew that to be so. He knew that God was had his hand upon him. He had the spirit of God, we know. And multiple times, his enemy, who's trying to kill him, is, is brought into his hands. And every single time, he says, I will not lay my hand on God's anointed. 
And I think, you know, if he had, he never would have been able to really bring all of the Israelites under his kingship like he was after Saul died at the hands of the Philistines mm -hmm. and he was brought up. I mean, can you think about the division, you know, and, and how how we could see that and think everything lined up. It's God's will. It's God's will. He's He's been anointed, got the holy anointing oil. He's got his enemies trying to kill him right here in, in his hands. It could be so simple, you know. Um, but he said, I'm going to let the Lord, I, I will not raise my hand against the Lord's anointed. Uh, I will I'll let the Lord have his work in Saul. And I think in Yeshua, he says, you know, it's for this purpose, this time, that he, uh, when he died, to be able to wash away our sins and to to take that example. He was that example for us of God's perfect timing. And on the third day, he rose again, right? And so that actually, I covered quite a bit of ground there. That was all of the notes and stuff that I had. So maybe we'll just wrap it up uh, here and uh, next week uh, dig into something else. But mm -hmm. I just want to leave you all with a blessing that you would be filled with the knowledge of his will out of Colossians and that you would know the timing. You'd be able to, to sense the timing because God gives us knowledge of his will. But then he he kind of leaves us as a cliffhanger with the timing because he wants us near, right? He wants mm -hmm. us to be able to hear his voice. Like in my son, my son knows that, you know, I want him to may, maybe want him to do something, but yet he stays close to me because I there's additional instructions. You know, mm -hmm. there's last minute instructions and, and that's what I want. I want right. my son close to me to mm -hmm. be able to receive my instructions. And I think mm -hmm. part of uh, the God's timing is that he just wait, we're waiting for that whisper. We got to be leaning in, waiting for the timing of God. Um, and in no ways, you know, like there's the song that says, while I'm waiting, you know, we should still be doing good works. We should still be, uh, doing works of righteousness, whatever is in our hands to do in that waiting. Yeah. And I'm thinking of the verse in Thessalonians too. It says, this is the will of God, your sanctification. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes we're like, God, what's your will for my life? And it could just be as simple as I'm doing a sanctification work in your life. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing something that you may not feel, you know, you may not see the grandness of it, mm. but I'm, we're think we're meditating on a passage this morning about, he tells the Laodiceans, I counsel you to buy it for me gold refined mm. in the fire. And, you know, given our choice in life, we don't often go for the gold yeah. because it's hard in the flesh. Yeah. Uh, God brings us through this refining, this sanctification, but it is his will mm. to sanctify us because that's where the gold comes out. And so that's, that's an encouragement for all of you, you know, as you're seeking the will of God for your life, realize that it may not always be easy. Mm. It may not, your life may not, you know, follow an easy path, mm. but it's where the gold is. Amen. And so go for the gold. Yeah. I would, I would probably encourage you that it's not going to be right. We don't have very many examples of those that had a, an easy life, uh, that were passionate and living for the Lord. And right. so based upon Yeshua's example, and many examples of faithfulness that we've seen in the word. It could possibly be that, you know, for you, but I would say don't don't count on it. You know, that's a big, um, in, in this in this culture of American uh, dreams, uh, it's the comfort is, is, is really how we sometimes decide, sadly, what the will of God is. Right. And so be strong and uh, gird yeah. yourself up in your most holy faith. And um, we bless you all to know what is the will, the knowledge of his will, and the timing of God. So blessings to you all. Thank you, Brayden. And uh, we'll see you all next week. This is the voice of my beloved podcast where we feel that you hearing and obeying the voice of the bridegroom king leads to the most abundant and joy-filled life. Shalom. Yeshua, I love you and I want to.